NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we continue through this short track swing that we've been on of late. It started at Richmond a couple of weeks ago. Over the weekend, we were on the Bristol Dirt, getting ready to go to Martinsville this weekend to button up the old short track swing. And I would say two thumbs up for Bristol Dirt over the weekend. Marcus Smith, Jerry Caldwell, everybody at Bristol Motor Speedway gave us a great race over the weekend. Christopher Bell flexing some muscle and getting his first win on dirt and his first win of 2023 and bubbling up to be the points leader in the NASCAR Cup Series as we head to Martinsville. There are so many takes about racing on dirt. Should we do it at Bristol? Should we not do it at Bristol? It's quite the conversation that we've been having all week with the fans in NASCAR Nation. We'll see what the future of Bristol holds now that we've raced on the dirt there for three consecutive years. 
We've been racing at Martinsville for decades. We'll get to that in a moment. But in that dirt race at Bristol over the weekend, there were a couple of surprise finishers, folks that we didn't necessarily going in see coming out with either a top five or a top 10 finish. And one of those drivers is Todd Gilliland for Front Row Motorsports. Todd, obviously, uh, fairly new to the NASCAR Cup Series, has done well this year in, in tracks, but also been confronted with a lot of challenges. We wanted to spotlight his performance over the weekend. So let's take a trip to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline, bringing the driver for the number 38 over the weekend on the dirt in Bristol. Todd Gilliland is with us. Todd, how are we doing today? I'm doing really good. It's, uh, you know, the weeks are a lot more fun, you know, after a good run. And uh, I'm really looking forward to Martinsville. So um, it's been a lot of fun to, to see everyone happy at the shop and um, hopefully we can just keep the momentum rolling. So how did this eighth place finish on the dirt happen? Yeah, it, um, <laughs> I feel like it didn't come easy. That's for sure. We, uh, we were in that first wreck right there and off turn two, um, I felt like 10, 15 laps in the race, but um, so we got some right front damage there. We cut a left front tire down, and, and with no pit crews, it's challenging to, to change it, um, even at a caution. So we went a lap down there, and um, we really fought back all race. I got hit in the right front a couple other times. I think when Josh Berry spun, it was, I was right behind him and hit him a little bit there. And um, But, yeah, I think um, you know, that's kind of the, the mentality of our team this year is just you know, never give up, never, never quit attitude. And that obviously paid off over the weekend at Bristol. Do you have a lot of dirt, dirt racing experience? Um, not really. I um, <clears throat> I didn't grow up racing dirt, or at least I have really no dirt racing experience in an actual dirt car. But um, I would say I have you know, kind of one of the most experience um, in a stock car on dirt, which is kind of weird. But um, just all the truck races, you know, a couple of races at Knoxville, a few at Eldora, um, a couple at Bristol Dirt, and then tune the Cup Series at Bristol Dirt too. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what it is, but I've always just had a lot of fun going into it, and um, I think I've just learned so much uh, over the last you know couple of years of doing it, and uh, definitely always really excited when we go dirt racing. Well, and I would imagine that the power of positive thinking can can do wonders in situations like this. If you go into something with a good frame of mind, more times than not, you're going to get good results. And obviously with the good equipment that you have and all that, is that a key walking into something that maybe you don't have a lot of experience with, with the best possible attitude and outlook? Um, I would say that's definitely not hurting me. That's for sure. There's definitely a lot of guys that, that roll into personal dirt and just, it seems like they're beat already. They uh, they just are not excited to be there, not uh, not looking forward to it at all. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I always have a lot of fun with it. And um, for me, it's kind of an opportunity race, right? Where it's not just a mile and a half racetrack where you have to have tons of downforce and um, you know necessarily the perfect setup. So um, yeah, that's just the way I look at it as, as an opportunity. So um, that's always always exciting to me. It seemed to be a good day, all in all, considering what happened with Michael McDowell, your teammate. Two spins and keep digging for old, uh, for old um, Michael McDowell there. You obviously with a top 10 finish. I would say that, you know, when we started this interview, you talked about the, the smiles on the faces of the team. I would imagine that that contributed overall to the pep in the step the team's having this week going into Martinsville. Yeah, I think so, for sure. It um, you know, Last year, I was kind of on the other side of it when you know, Michael would always run really well. And then you know, I, I have to come in here and 
everyone was happy for him, but, you know, kind of wondering what was wrong with, with what we were doing every week. So, um, you know, I definitely don't think we have everything figured out. I, I know there's going to be, you know, highs and lows going forward, but, um, yeah, it's definitely just nice to enjoy, you know, four solid weeks in a row of, um, you know, executing good races and, um, you know, finishing, you know, where we think we should or even a little bit better. So, um, like I said, that's always easier said than done. So it's really nice when you actually have some finishes and, and some results to show for your hard work. It's interesting you say execute good races. Do you go in to every race weekend with a level of, of expectation and you work around that? I'm not saying expectation like, yeah, we're going to go and win the race, lead every lap and, you know, blow them all out of the water. But what are the types of expectations you go with if that's the case and trying to trying to monitor those and meet those every single weekend? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, I think that was the main thing when, when I went cup racing in general is just having achievable expectations, but also expectations that keep pushing you. So um, this is a hard thing, right? Because like you said, our expectations aren't to go out and, and lead every lap and necessarily win, but um, it's getting closer to that every week, I would say. And um, just as a team in general, I think Front Row has continued to make, you know, the small steps that, that we're getting closer and closer. So um overall that's really nice to see but but yeah i think i was joking with my crew chief um over the last weekend you know our expectations just change really quickly right you you have a couple okay weeks and and you just keep wanting more and more and more so um i was actually disappointed when i crossed the line at at bristol dirt because i feel like we were a couple adjustments away from you know being even a top three car at the end of that race so um but yeah i I think you have to be happy with, with what you've done and like you said just continue to, to chug along and um you know keep running top 15 and then you know finish in the top 10 and eventually you know they'll just keep uh, keep moving up little by little is the work that goes into the next gen getting easier or is driving the next gen car getting easier considering we've got a year and eight races nine races now under our belts um, I think for me, it's getting much easier. Just, <laughs> I mean, I have way more confidence that, that the car is going to be, you know, in a working zone, right? When we unloaded the racetrack where last year, I mean, it wasn't a complete guess, but I mean, it was a, there's some guesses going on. Absolutely. on the setup of the car. So um, for me, that just gives me you know, way more confidence for, to hit the first lap of the race. Uh, first lap of practice, just going as hard as I think I can go. And, um, you know, working from there where, um, you know, last year it was, like I said, just, just a lot of a lot of unknowns. So um, that is really nice to have a year notes to, to lean back on. And then for me also, I, I think going to these tracks and, and having a good notebook, knowing more so of what to expect, at least what you're looking for out of the car. So, um, so yeah, I think having a year of Cup Series experience under my belt has, has definitely helped um, how, you know, everything as well. How's that notebook looking going into Martinsville this weekend? I was still pretty confident going into Martinsville too. I've, uh, I think I ran my first race there when I was 15 in, in a late model stock car, and um, we were fast, but never got a clock until 2019 in the uh, in the truck series. So, um, been looking at that thing a lot this week in my house, and um, it's uh, it's definitely a really fun racetrack. I think we we can repeat uh, you know the same thing in top 10, top 15 all day. I always ask this question: Where is the clock? You just said it, it. It's in the house. Does it? Does it have its own special corner? Does it have its own special entryway or some kind of shrine around that? Where is it in the house? <laughs> yeah, it's sitting in sitting in the living room, and 
Um, it's in a corner, not really a special corner, but um, I guess it makes itself special uh, sitting over there. So um, I love it. I think you know it's one of the most iconic trophies in NASCAR. And um, you know I always joke and, and wonder what Jimmy Johnson's house and those guys look like with like five, seven clocks in there. And um, it's uh, that'd be cool. And, and hopefully we can keep adding to it. I know. I, I asked, you know, Jeff Gordon has nine. Jimmy Johnson has, you know, I think Richard Petty has like 12 or 15 of them. And it's like daylight savings time must be awful when you got to go and you got to reset <laughs> all these clocks. But I'm sure it makes a beautiful sound and it is something to behold. That's what's hanging in the balance this weekend. Triple event weekend with the trucks, the Xfinity uh, Series and the Cup Series in the NOCO 400 race weekend at Martinsville. Give me some of the nuts and bolts about being successful at Martinsville. It is a quaint town. It's a quaint racetrack. It's a it's a very, you know, almost in the sleepy part of town, tucked away off the main road. But boy, can it create so much mayhem and drama and, and create so much emotion in the drivers that race there. What are some tips of getting around Martinsville? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> there's definitely kind of a, a unique ish driving style i would say just based off the guys you always see run well there right chase elliott um denny hamlin you know for a while like you said you saw jeff gordon jimmy johnson run really well there so um i'd say there's definitely more of a level of finesse that you need to get around that place you know save your tires there's um maybe the finesse part is, is like you said when you get you know moved up out of the way you don't get too upset um it can be really frustrating for sure when you you either can't pass somebody or the one getting moved out of the way. So um, it should be interesting with the research we've seen this year. I think um, if it comes down to it at the end, it should be pretty exciting. So um, I've always loved it. Just, you know, beating bang and short track racing. You can um, you know, race really close and it should be a really fun race for the fans to watch. How do you go? And I agree with you about the beating and the banging for the short track racing. How do you go about, I call it handling normal short track business without upsetting folks to the point to where you've got to look over your shoulder for the rest of the race or races down the line. How do you go about handling yourself without there being future repercussions? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like there's you know two sides of it. For me, sometimes when I get moved out of the way, I'm, um, you know, there's a part of me that you know, the guy in front of me that moved me should expect to get moved back and, and shouldn't really be mad about it when you do it, right? That's that's kind of short track racing. It should be the same for me. If I move somebody, I should expect to, to get moved back. And if I do, you can't be too mad about it, right? Because you were willing to do the same thing. So um, I think there's give and take about that. It is frustrating. You're the one getting moved, but you almost have to you know, just put it in the memory bank um, and move on. But um, yeah, I think that's just the nature of the beast. It's, it's tough to pass there. Um, there's a curb on the inside. You can't really turn under someone, and, and then the wall comes up really quick on exit. So um, hopefully the lower down force package gives us a little bit more spread out so it's uh, a little bit easier to pass. And um, But, yeah, I, I love short track racing, beating banging, like you talked about. it. Um, you know, watching those races for years were always my favorite as a kid, and um, hopefully we're not the one in a fight, but um, I could definitely see <laughs> see some guys getting mad this weekend. Todd Gilliland of Front Row Motorsports joining us on the hotline. We hope he does well. Hope he gets that second grandfather clock to add to the collection to where now he'll have to adjust two going forward and make it a set 
as it were. But he's going to have a lot of competition to deal with when we go to Martinsville this weekend for the NOCO 400. Let's segue over into our odds discussion. I'm sure that uh, Las Vegas is on this, and there are a lot of options to choose from. Producer Trey is here. Trey, what's Las Vegas saying about our first of two trips to the paperclip in 2023? Well, Mike, we've got some new names in terms of the favorites, but one that is typically there every single week. Kyle Larson, he sits at 6-1 to one as the betting favorite, but he's got two co-favorites, the winners of the Martinsville races last year, who typically aren't the absolute betting favorite going into the weekend, according to Vegas. But Vegas, Vegas is starting to come around on William Byron and Christopher Bell. Both sit at 6-1, to one, a trifecta of favorites with Kyle Larson this weekend at Martinsville. For my pick, though, I'm going down just a little bit further down the list to the fifth favorite this weekend, according to Las Vegas. I think we are going to get another driver winning for the first time this season in their first points race this season. I'm going Martin Truex Jr. He's been a little bit up and down this season, but if you go back to the clash and look at his speed there, look at the speed that he showed at Richmond, look at the speed that he showed at Martinsville in the past, and in talking about Martinsville going into this week, He said that his confidence level going into Martinsville is about as high as it can be this season. And last year, he wasn't very good at Martinsville, but he says that his team has done a complete 180. I think Truex could go to victory lane for the first time in pretty much a year and a half in a points race. Martin Truex Jr. is my pick this weekend at 9-1. to The long shot that I like the most this weekend is Ty Gibbs. He's still on that streak, you know, top 10s, getting better and better every week in the Cup Series. Last year in the spring at Martinsville, probably had the fastest car, probably should have won that race. We all know what he did to win the race in the fall, but he's 66 to 1. Ty Gibbs is my long shot this weekend, but Truex, another JGR car, is who I like to win at 9 to 1. I like both of them, especially that Ty Gibbs long shot pick ninth, 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 and 10th in the last four races in the NASCAR Cup Series. We'll see if uh, Ty can work his way into the top five, maybe even give him a run for their money when we go green Sunday at Martinsville. Now, unofficially, I would like to inject a a prop bet into this weekend. I'll set the number at 30.5. That would be the over-under number of Martinsville hot dogs consumed by the Motor Racing Network crew. That hot dog stand's going to get a workout there over, in the infield. Over, oh, over, oh, Way over. <laughs> oh, we'll be putting a dent in the old hot dog inventory there when we roll onto the property at Martinsville this weekend. First up, it'll be the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. The Long John Silvers 200 Motor Racing Network airtime, 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday night. Then we'll have a doubleheader for you on Saturday. We'll have practice and qualifying for the Cup Cars 430 Eastern, followed by the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Call 811.com before you dig 250. Our airtime there, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then Sunday. NASCAR Live Race Day on the air, 2 p.m. Eastern time as we get ready for the NOCO 400. Folks, that's all the time we have for you for today. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you for the download as well. Again, be sure to catch us for NASCAR Live Race Day on Sunday, NASCAR Live Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, and then, of course, NASCAR Live wide open here next Thursday as we work our way through the short track racing season. So long, everyone. Have a great Martinsville weekend and enjoy the hot dogs if you're there, but the racing if you're not. Until we speak again, take care. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. 
For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 